0: all right everybody it's friday so let's open up the mailbag and do a free form friday why not questions came in about the future of the avalanche captaincy why this 27th draft pick is so important to the colorado avalanche and nicholas abe kubel is he to blame for all the injuries did we crack the code new episode locked on avalanche coming up
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Fridays, everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first Listen of the day. I'm Chris Maselli with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets LOP underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And why not subscribe to our subtext while you're at it? Link to that is in the show notes below. Subscribe chat with kyle and i one-on-one all right sir so uh we opened up the mailbag and got uh as always some uh really good questions from the fine followers over at instagram um we are recording this as game three is going Mm -hmm. on and what, what what is the score right now it is now two to one vegas with about 30 seconds left in the second so Panthers got some work to do if they want to uh, make this thing a series. Because if that goes three to nothing, uh, that's not good for anybody. That's not good for for the league. The, I have no problem with the matchup. Everybody was like, "Oh, this yeah. isn't like a, you know, a, a New York and LA big market, you know, whatever." And I get that. That's always going to be the argument when you don't have a big market team in there. I have no problem with the matchup. Uh, but I it didn't matter what the matchup is you
1: don't want a three to nothing Stanley cup final. You just, no. you get excited about it because it's both organizations opportunity to win their first. So that's always yeah. a good story, but yeah, you don't want it to be a sweep. Let me
0: throw this out to you and I'm putting you on the spot here. So, um, cause I, I, I recorded the national show with, uh, with Adam Denker and we talked about, cause you mentioned like, this would be the first, Stanley Cup for either one of these teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, After one of these teams win it, there'll be 11 teams left that have not won the Stanley Cup. And we talked about who will be the next one to win their first. Seattle. I mean, want, want to run? That's what he said. <clears throat> that is exactly what he said. That was yep. like his number one team. um. And and I towards the end, I kind of agreed with them. But uh, you got Arizona, Columbus, Minnesota, Seattle, Winnipeg, Buffalo, Ottawa, Vancouver, San Jose, Nashville, and then these two teams. Seattle's the only one going north in trajectory. I said, you know, and Minnesota's always that team that fights for it. You know what I mean? They, They have a front office that always makes moves to try to improve the team. So uh, we won't dwell on that too much, but I thought it was an interesting question. So uh, we are going to start with some questions from uh, our fine followers over on Instagram. And if uh, you want to get involved in this during the off season, <clears throat> we will probably do this every Friday. Um, so follow us over on Instagram. Like I said, just search Locked on Avalanche and then it goes up in the story section or whatever it is at the top of the uh, Instagram app. And then, um, yeah, you can ask, ask I answer them. On the app, and then we kind of go into a little bit of a deeper dive during the episode. So, we'll, why not jump into them, and we'll just do a really quick, easy one right now. Uh, when will they do something? <laughs> and that was asked by at uh, I think it's Chell Rambler. <clears throat> I believe that's how you say that. You know, and and I like this is the 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 world of impatience in which we live. I, I'm not expecting a lot to happen right now because it's just the season's not over yeah. <laughs> for the Avalanche. It is for twenty nine other teams. It is. Um, but you, like you, you can't you can't you can sign your, your own restricted free agents, uh, you know, and you have a, a time frame when you can sign unrestricted free agents. But other teams are like, you can't do that stuff until a certain time of the calendar. And that's not here yet. So you just have to be patient. Let me, Hey, root for a sweep. That doesn't really push the dates up any further, but it, it makes the off season feel like everybody's on the off season now. And we are eventually going to get to some
1: signings here. It's funny last year. We couldn't wait long enough to finally do something. Like we were enjoying the party of lifting the cup and parading everywhere. And now, yeah, we're ready for moves to be made before the season's even over. Yeah, now we're angry. All right, so just sit tight. It'll get here. Um,
0: and I think, you know, the the inactivity of the avalanche during the trade deadline has people feeling like it's been so long since they've done anything. And I get that. So I just hope it is an offseason where you get something.
1: Yeah. Rest assured they have to do something. Don't worry. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> there, there is a lot of work to do for this avalanche roster. So, uh, next question from at Collins wellness. So he says, uh, stick Erod <clears throat> at the two C between Val and Lecky. uh, would Hathaway fit Garnet Hathaway fit as a right wing on the third line, uh, $1.5 million for 22 points. So he's already got his, uh, stat total projected for next year, which is not that far off. That's pretty nope. much what, what Garnet Hathaway will give you. Um, go ahead. What, what do you feel on that? I
1: love this. All of it? I do. Really? I, I, I get Erod back on the cheap. It's not like he's going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. Bring him back. As we talked about it yesterday, Val and you need to step up a little bit. You know what? I... Don't even even the Hathaway part of it. Uh, you know, like the more it, I sit and marinate on it, what what could it hurt? Well, I mean, I, I don't
0: I don't think Hathaway is going to be like your first option. You know, it, it, that might be one of those things where it, it, if you have option A, B, and C, and those don't work out, uh, maybe you go to him because he's right about like his point total. Maybe it goes up a little bit more because he's playing with the avalanche and you you give him a little bit more because he's on an offensive-minded team. Maybe that brings something out in him that he can give you a couple more points. But he's been in the league long enough to know, like, it's kind of who he is. So I'm not sold on him being your your third-line winger. Um, But I'm also not against bringing him in. Yeah. Uh, I I think he could be a, a relatively good fit. Um and see what you can get on those bottom six. If you you play him on the third, maybe he, like you said, his stats go up a little bit more. If not, I have no problem putting someone like him on a fourth line. I think he could do relatively well here. Yeah. Um, but the the Erod at two C thing, I'm I'm just in my head, I am I am so stuck on the abs needing to, to do something to bring somebody from the outside in. I don't, I'm not comfortable with the guys that they have. <clears throat> I really like Evan Rodriguez. I hope they re-sign him. I'd rather him kind of play his role, what he did last year, than stick him at the 2C and say, have at it. I think he'd be okay, but we were spoiled with Nazem Kadri. and yeah. I kind of want that again. And as much as I like Evan Rodriguez, he's not it. So I kind of want the Avs to, to go out and find that other version
1: of Nazem Kadri wherever they may be. You know, I I agree with you there. But like as Collins Wellness says, I really think this might be the more realistic way they put this team back together and just limp it to the deadline. I feel like they're going to mm-hmm. go with Erod. I don't feel like they're going to make that home run move because there's really not that much money to make that home run move.
0: Not, not right now like but and like we've said, um you know moves would need to be made It'd likely be co- come in in the form of a trade and not so much in a uh, uh, unrestricted free agent signing. so that way it could happen but I, I just I kind of get the feeling that how that position went last year, they don't want to wait till the trade deadline. I get what you're saying and in a number that's what they tried last year yeah. And, and it just didn't work out. I don't see them doing that two years in a row. I think they go out. I think that's one of the first moves that they make hmm. is solidifying.
1: Them. I sure hope so. We'll see.
0: We'll see. Um, well, why don't we uh, take a break? Because this, this next one I feel like we're going to be talking about. Uh, for a hot second so uh, first though we are going to hear from game time and the game time app and buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of these sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have and what are some of the things that we love about the game time app those flash deals cannot beat flash deals on last-minute tickets. Easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And the images of the seat views, something that Kyle and I absolutely love. And lowest price guarantee with event cancellation protection and even job loss protection. So download the Game Time app, create an account. Use the code LockedONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So once again, create an account and redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, one last thought I just had <clears throat> about that like 2C position. And, and I think that's like the first thing that the Avalanche address. And I think they kind of do that to kind of like almost put the league like unnoticed, like, yep, that was a problem. We corrected it. And I feel like they go after that, nip that in the bud, and away they go. And and they don't let – like, they know what they, – if they know what they want to do, they go after it and they attack it as early as possible, get that out of the way, and everybody in the league is like, uh-oh, Av's got another 2C, and now they're they're back, uh, you know,
1: rolling like they were with, with, in, in the Nazem Kadri days. Yeah, they need to. Like, yeah. It's the first time they've had to like really make a move like this. Usually they rely on their youth and to fill fill in those spots. So, yeah. They're in a position where they have to go out there and make a statement. I really hope they do.
0: I mean, if if the the once the off-season opens up and it's open season, if the weeks go on and it hasn't been addressed, you're going to have an angry fan base because everybody knows that's the most glaring need that that they have. And if you're not addressing it and all these other teams are just making moves around you and you're just stagnant, people are going to start wondering what's going on behind the scenes. So that's where we are with that. All right, let's jump back into these. Good question here. How do you feel about Makar being a future captain for the Avalanche? And that's from Alex Buhin, Buhin. Sorry, I'm pronouncing that wrong. I apologize. Still, uh, I, I think a lot of people, you know, this was the whole Landeskog thing. Um, if he can't play again, or even if he does play and it's still three or four years down the road, and he eventually has to give it up,
1: who's next in line for for captaincy? I would love, like Macar, would be your ideal captain but it will never happen as long as 29 is on the ice. I know,
0: I know. And, and, and I know, like, it would be probably between those two and Miko Rantanen, but, th- I mean, it, it's Nathan McKinnon's, right? Yeah. He <clears throat> And he said before, you know, that Gabe Landeskog is the per- perfect captain for this team and he doesn't want the captaincy, and I fully believe that. And I also fully believe that as long as Gabe Landeskog is on the team, that he probably doesn't want to be captain. But if that is removed like it's not like Nathan McKinnon is going to strip it from Gabe Landeskog and be the captain while Gabe Landeskog is still playing. It's not that's not going to happen. It's Gabe's until he says I'm hanging them up. And then if Nathan McKinnon is still playing at that time, it's his. He he's he's a dominant force in the locker room. Yeah. And all last year everybody was like oh they they miss Gabe. Of course they miss Gabe what he brings on the ice. I was not one of those that bought into you're missing what he he brings in terms of uh, galvanizing your team. They have guys that do that and Nathan McKinnon is number 1 on that list of guys he gets he gets people motivated. He get he get he makes people play their role and he doesn't let let you slip even in practice. We heard the the classic Nikita Zadorov interview. Yeah where he gets annoyed if you're like an eighth of an inch off on your passes in practice, but he, he's, he's captain material and it would be him. I don't even think it's relatively close.
1: Yeah. It's, it's Nathan McKinnon's
0: easily, easily. Um, Although I do think McCarr would be a good captain. He would, he would be a very good captain, but uh, you know, with McKinnon being there longer and the superstar status, there of, will
1: be a ceremony of the passing of the torch between Landy be. and Nathan McGinnett. There should be, yeah. Really good question here. Is a late first-round pick as valuable as the
0: Abs want it to be? They did a lot to protect it. That comes from at Burgundy Yeti. They did. Um, and you heard often that any trade that the Avalanche were going to do, um, and this goes back to last year, the first-round pick was off the table. And I know uh, when they got Lekin in, that was something Montreal wanted, and they just told them no. Like it, it, it is, it, it's a non-starter. Um, and I think it was for a couple reasons. Uh, they knew that this draft was going to be a much deeper draft than last year, and um, they need to start rebuilding their their prospect pool. It is really, really, really thin right now. So you cannot keep giving up draft picks left and right if you want to cultivate these these young players and and have them eventually be budding NHL players for you. You can't just keep trade because after the first round, you don't have anything till the fifth this year. Yeah. So I think it was twofold for the Avalanche. It's just like we cannot keep giving up these first round picks, um, and it's a very good, Very deep draft. And even where they're picking at 27, they can get a pretty good player.
1: Yeah, they need this value. They need to restock the Eagles. They really need to get younger and get back to getting younger. Because I mentioned it earlier, like the ascension of Bo Byram, Kale McCarr, players like that, and kind of the flop that New Hook has turned out to be right out of the gate, where they kind of anticipated a lot. Well, go ahead, go ahead, they, anticipated, ahead, ahead. they anticipated a lot more out of him. Right. Um, they gave him that 2C role that you were wanting, mm-hmm. and he, he just couldn't rise to the occasion. Yeah. So, And there was a myriad of Colorado Eagles that joined the team last year. Nobody really stuck around. So they, they've got to refresh what's going on in Loveland. They do. And with this pick in the deep draft, it is valuable. Very much, very much so. I I wouldn't be surprised. Let me see
0: what they have for next year. Um, I know they don't have a second. So nope. this year, they don't have a second, third, and fourth. Next year, they don't have a second or third. The year after that, they don't have a second. So it kind of like funnels down a second, third, and fourth, then a second, <clears throat> third, and then a second for the next three years. But you have all first round picks for those two. Um and the reason i was i wanted to just double check on that is because it wouldn't surprise me if the avalanche tried to package some picks in future drafts to jump back into the second or third round this year cuz like i said like this draft is a very very good draft i don't know how they do that though when you're missing that many draft picks
1: yeah it's going to be rough they really you know, have their they're... hands tied money wise who's on the team who they got to bring back and picks going in the future
0: and quickly, I will throw out one name to you who uh, I absolutely love. And if if he falls to the avalanche, uh, they will sprint to the podium to select this guy. Um, and he goes by the name of Andrew, Andrew Crystal on the level of Connor Bedard in terms of scoring. Mm. And that is all I will say. But he is dropping because he was injured. He's a little bit undersized. Um the potential of him, you know, you talk about the roof or the ceiling. Um, it's 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 so high for this guy, um, and if he is there, you are taking him without even asking any questions.
1: See, Chris McFarland, this is why it pays off to be an everydayer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and, it, and it's I talked to to Hattie about it. Our our uh, NHL guru prospect guru who was on our show. I asked him, I was like, is it possible he could be there? He said very much. So. And if the avalanche get him watch out. So put that name in, in your back pocket. Uh, <clears throat> we'll do one more before we got to take another uh, quick break. If we don't sign confer, what then new hook has potential, but maybe not at to see yet. Uh, thank you. At, I'm just going to say at Phil, because I don't know how to say that whole thing there. Um, no, I mean, this is something that we've talked about even earlier in this show. Even if we do sign Confer, he's not my answer. I, I kind of said earlier, like, he, I, I, I'm not confident in the guys we have currently for a 2C. Um, so even if we do sign him, I'd be okay with that as long as the number is okay. But you still have 2C problems. Yep. And no, Newhook is not it yep. right now anyway
1: that was the problem last year was 2C problems all year long that's why you got bounced in the first round mm-hmm. so even if you brought your entire team back 2C is still an issue comfort erod new hook 2C is still a problem it's still a problem so um few more to go
0: but first uh we are going to hear from our very favorite the bird dogs and uh these these are we're telling you people like we're not just doing an ad for you, like, uh, check out birddogs.com, Look at what they have <clears throat> for men and for women. Uh, we can only speak to the men's side, uh, cause that's all they sent us and that's all we've been wearing, but they are insanely insanely comfortable and you can wear them in any situation around the house out in, in, uh, golfing fine dining. If you want to wear, like you can wear them in all situations. They have a stretch, uh, khaki like material to them. So it's the best of both worlds. It's comfortable. You get to wear like a, a khaki style of shorts or pants. And they're, they, they stretch more than regular khakis. And they're, they're breathable better. And they have an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Say that 10 times fast. Nope. Uh, it keeps you cool and dry all day long. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Because bird dogs fix this issue. They invented a cloud knit fabric. It looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. Enter the promo code locked on NHL. And what can you get? There it is. A Yeti style bird dog tumbler. Thing is wonderful. Uh, Once again, birddogs.com slash locked on NHL get some great shorts or some great pants and you enter that promo code lockdown NHL. And that Yeti style tumbler is yours for free. All right. A <clears throat> uh, few more questions to get to here. And Hey, I have a feeling we're going to get this question uh, every time we do a mailbag. There you go. We getting Crosby uh, Megadeth 28. Love the name. Um, it's, 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 I guess we'll answer it every time. I just do not feel like this is happening, especially now that Pittsburgh has a new man in charge, uh, with Kyle Dubas. Kyle Dubas is not going to go into Pittsburgh and his first off season deal. Sidney Crosby, you, they will be revolting in Pittsburgh if that happens. Uh, so yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen before he got there. And I absolutely don't even think it's going it was a hundred percent that I feel like he, it wasn't going to happen. Now it's one hundred and one percent that it's not going to happen, at least for this year. I am still open to the fact I always feel like these superstar players, when they get to the end of their careers, uh, go somewhere else to maybe just have one last hoorah if the team they're
1: on is, is struggling. That's really the only way that you're going to get Sidney Crosby. Yeah, Kyle Dubas, one of his first conversations was was with Sidney Crosby. So Mm -hmm. I I definitely feel like he's going to be staying there. So I'm sorry, Megadeth, a (laughs) monde, but there's no symphony of destruction in Pittsburgh.
0: It's true. Uh, Dubas had a conversation before he even took the job with Sidney Crosby. So he's not going to talk to Crosby. Hey, like, how's things going here? uh go to Colorado? Goes, <laughs> I, like we need you here like you'd be great for us great i'll take the job yeah oh by the way you're traded it's not gonna happen yeah uh but it's still fun to talk about it's fun to think about and maybe one day it will happen uh next question opinion on sean barons um he, we were talking earlier about the, the prospect pool and how thin it is uh he's one of those guys that still gives you some hope as to what's in the avalanche prospect pool. Uh, Haven't seen him yet. He's played two years at Denver. I don't, I I think he's done there. He hasn't announced anything yet. Um, I don't think there's really much left for him to do at the college level, unless he wants to absolutely dominate. Um, I I think he's probably done there. So I think you're going to see more or hear more about, uh uh barons in in the next year i don't think he's ready to make the jump up to the nhl level yet but he probably will be an invite at training camp give him give him some of that you know feel for practice and a couple preseason games and then let him cook down in in colorado and hey if see the season goes again with, with just an insane amount of injuries, maybe they got to bring him up earlier than expected. But um, I don't think it happens this year if everything goes according to plan. But long-term, he's still one of your best prospects. And, and has, you know, everything looks good for him to be joining this team for future years.
1: I see him taking a very similar track to Ben Myers, kind of joining late next season, kind of like in garbage time. Just oh, you of, mean getting like called up? Yeah. Like late. Yeah, just get that yeah, late I call mean, up.
0: It, you know what they might do with him? Like they they do a they will keep him on like the the opening day roster and let him play like seven games or maybe even like five. Not get because once you get to those 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 nine games, um, yeah. But admit, but then he is signing an ELC, so maybe it's not even going to matter. So I guess it doesn't even matter if he signs an ELC. But um don't you, you burn know,
1: it after ten
0: games? But I think that. That that's I
1: uh, I can't remember how it works because I think two. that that was uh, the big thing around Martin Kout in his first go round was how many games how many more do we have before he burns the ELC when does right. he hit ten
0: and I think it's if you play in your tenth game you're you're burning it basically yeah. so we'll see we'll see but long term he he's a part of their plans yep um, and I can probably almost guarantee you he was. Wanted by other teams and, and trade talk. And uh, I think he was just the guy that were like, we can't get rid of everybody. We can't. <laughs> so he lucked out and being able, able to stay with the Avs. Uh, Do you think Nicholas Abe Kubel dropping the cup, put an injury curse on the season? I love how us avalanche fans are trying to find a reason to explain why the Avalanche were so riddled with injuries last year. And it seems to be revolving around the cup somehow, winning the Stanley Cup, obviously dropping the cup. Was it Abe Kubel dropping it? Uh, was it Curtis McDermott drunkenly dropping it, seemed like during karaoke night or something like that? I, I am open to suggestions because I, I, I fully believe in this conspiracy theory that it's something to do with the Stanley Cup. Uh and the year after we get that many injuries, could it be the Abe Kubel denting it within minutes of them being crown champions?
1: Seth, I love this question. But my goodness, we're going to give credence for the rest of our lives to Abe Kubel, and we have to bring his name up every year. I don't want to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was good, man. He was he was a good player for him. He, he was a He was there. He was good. I, I he's fast little guy so i i was happy with him but still one of the funnier moments of uh that celebration
1: yeah that reaction like i always reference the gabe picture with the pyro but yeah. that picture right after Abe kubel drops it and everybody's just their reaction like, like,
0: like to know like yeah oh, that's a moment frozen in time that's that's genius but he might to be he might be on to something there. but the stanley cup has been through a lot Oh yes, like there, there's websites out there and, and articles out there of everything that's happened. It's been, it's been to the bottom of a. Somebody dropped it into a lake. It's been at the
1: bottom of a lake. I think the Canadians left it on the side of the road. Yes, I think it was and Montreal, and it like, got left when they went to. I think it was Chicago. Went to like this is back in the 1900s. They went and took oh, yeah. a picture with it and left it behind by accident. Yeah, so it's been through some stuff. And I really hope Nicholas Abe
0: Kubel uh, dropping it wasn't the tipping point for the Stanley Cup, where it's like I can't, guys, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, you need to start treating me better. And he cursed the <laughs> ads with injuries. Great. And finally, we're gonna end with this one. This is from Beaston twenty five underscore eight. I know you don't do sound checks for the offseason, but to quote Tom Petty, "Waiting is the hardest part." Well. Beaston, you are in luck, sir. Asking you shall receive because we just added two more songs to Soundcheck Volume 2 just for you, sir. Because, yes, you're right. Like, we don't do any for the offseason. Volume 3 is just waiting to go, which is available on the Spotify playlist. You can follow it now. There's only one song on there. You can probably guess what it is. Just waiting for more to get added. But just for you, for asking this question because you're missing out, uh, we're adding two more, and they're already on there right now. What did you add, Mister Shaggy Von Doom?
1: A little-known band that seems to be kind of popular in Avalanche circles. Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, hmm, heard of them before. With "I miss you." D- don't waste your time on me. You're already a voice inside my yid. <laughs> that's the best line. <laughs> I like.
0: I will listen to that song just for that line. Yeah. Uh, uh, hearing people just like repeat that is is it never gets old never gets old so um and by the way i should say anybody that doesn't know what the sound check is <clears throat> during the during the season Kyle and I after every game we add a song that we kind of feel like summarized to the game uh, we add it to a playlist on spotify there's two volumes out right now just search go to spotify search for sound uh, loa sound check <clears throat> volume one volume two will come up um these ones are going on volume two so you went with the i miss you obviously in reference to the avalanche and not playing right now and for me i went kind of in that same realm with better than ezra and the song is desperately wanting because yeah i mean even though the season ended not that long ago for the avalanche it's that quickly i'm i'm wanting it back now so
1: I find myself sound checking days of my life now. Because I don't have <laughs> So there you go, sir. Uh, enjoy
0: those two bonus cuts from uh locked on avalanche, right to your volume two sound check. Go follow that right now. That's going to wrap it up for today, everybody for today and for the week. So thank you for tuning in today, each and every day, making it your first listen of the day. We really, really appreciate it. Hang out with us for the off season. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, enjoy the weekend, whatever you may be doing, and uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you guys Monday. Go, Abs, go! Go!